So there's a narrative making its way around the left that says that Facebook is in the tank for conservatives. Facebook, who just last week 86th the Hunter Biden email story because it might have been harmful to Joe Biden, sent their comms director, Andy Stone, a guy who worked for Democrats on Capitol Hill half his career, out on Twitter to say, oh yeah, we're throttling the Hunter Biden email story. And then he invited third-party fact-checkers to come give him an ex post facto excuse for why he put his fingers on the scale of a presidential election. The very thing, by the way, they accused Donald Trump of doing in 2016. That Facebook is somehow in the tank for conservatives. And the, and the proof of this, according to Kevin Roos at the New York Times and Kara Swisher and Judd Lumlum and Sleeping Giants and all these left-wing activists who pretend to be journalists, the proof are these charts. Kevin Roos every week puts out a chart that says, or every day, here are the top 10 most engaged Facebook pages. And you know what? Conservatives do pretty well on that list. Ben Shapiro's often on it. Or here's News Whip's list of the top 25 most engaged publishers in the world. And look, The Daily Wire has been on top for the last three months. It beats The New York Times. It beats CNN. That's proof. A little website can do better than giant legacy media. It must be a conspiracy. It must be because Mark Zuckerberg talked to Ben Shapiro a couple of times. And you're supposed to not ask any follow-up questions. You're not supposed to ask, well, who else has Mark Zuckerberg met in his career? Did he ever meet any left-wing politicians? Ever meet any left-wing news personalities? Ever meet any left-wing Hollywood celebrities? Ever meet the president of communist China? No, you're not supposed to ask any follow-up questions. One reporter even reached out to me a week ago, I kid you not, and said, is there a some sort of Jewish connection between Mark Zuckerberg and Ben Shapiro? Because, you know, what the world needs is more conspiracies about how the only way you succeed in the media is through some Jewish cabal. Insanity. You're just supposed to accept at face value that because the Daily Wire is at the top of a chart or Ben Shapiro is at the top of the chart, that that's all there is to the story. But it's not all there is to the story. If you look at that chart from News Whip that they cite that shows Daily Wire number one in July, number one in August, number one in September, what you'll find is that, yeah, Daily Wire is in the top 10 and Breitbart and The Blaze and Fox News. There are a few right of center publications. But in total, on that top 25 list, those right-wing publications only make up 47%, less than half of the total engagements of the top 25 publishers in the world on Facebook. That's the proof that Mark Zuckerberg is propping up the right, that there's some grand conspiracy uh, to brainwash America into being into voting for Republicans or something, less than half. That should tell you exactly what these so-called journalists want. Kara Swisher, one of the journalists so-called who's often uh, crying about this publicly, once said on a stage with the CEO of YouTube that if she were in a position of power, she would ban Ben Shapiro from YouTube. He shouldn't even be able to have a voice on YouTube. That's what they really think. 47%, less than half, is too much speech from conservatives for them. They don't want any. They won't be happy until Facebook or Twitter or YouTube or Google have completely crushed conservatives. 47%. And, you know, if you could expand that list out to maybe the top 50 publishers, conservatives would do even worse. You say, how do you know that? Because there just aren't that many conservative publications. That's really the reason that we do so well in terms of engagement on Facebook. There are very few of us. So if you look at that same top 25 list, you'll see that only about a third of those publishers could be considered right of center. And that's being pretty generous. That's including the Daily Mail, who, yeah, is a right-wing publication by British standards, 
And you know how those British conservatives really see eye to eye with American conservatives. Even giving them that, one third of the publishers in the top 25 list are conservative, which means if half of the country votes for Republicans about and half of the country about votes for Democrats, then the Democrats are spreading out 50% of the vote across two to one more publishers than the right. That means our individual publishers are going to have more engagement. But it doesn't mean that there is more conservative engagement at large than there is Democrat engagement. In fact, we know that's not true because, as I said, if you add up uh, all those engagements first, they make up more than half of them. And that's actually not the best metric for determining what people see on Facebook. Engagement is what people interact with electively. Facebook themselves says a far better metric would be reach. How many people are exposed to stories from right-of-center publications versus left-of-center publications? And for that, they don't publish exact information, but maybe a good way of starting to think about it would be to look at Facebook likes. Who has the most Facebook likes of those top 25 publishers? Well, what you'll discover is that when it comes to likes from the top 25 publishers, conservatives have 31%, less than a third. So yeah, Ben Shapiro's got 6 million Facebook likes. Daily Wire, 2 million Facebook likes. There's some others in our orbit. Less than one third of the total Facebook likes belong to us, though. CNN alone has 33.5 million Facebook likes. New York Times, 17 million Facebook likes. ABC, NBC, CBS, Huffington Post, Washington Post, all of them, more than two to one, which means probably you can bet a whole lot more reach, probably a whole lot more impressions than we have. But again, if we have any, that's too much for the little petty fascists like Kevin Roos and Kara Swisher and Judd Lumlum and Sleeping Giants who won't be satisfied until they've taken the voice of conservatives completely. They don't believe we should be allowed to have any voice in the public square. And for that, they despise Facebook. They despise Mark Zuckerberg. They threaten to break up his company if they get into power. They call it a monopoly. Elizabeth Warren, Joe Biden himself, all saying they're not fans. They think that something nefarious is going on. Something has to be stopped. Something has to be changed because conservatives get less than half and in some cases less than a third of the coverage of the left on one platform. One platform. The other platforms are worse. You know, you exist in the 21st century. You've used social media. You know that Twitter bans, well, damn near every conservative they can at some point, or shadow bans, or throttles, or takes them out of the search results. YouTube, terrible. You were there when the CEO of YouTube made a public statement in which she said, Stephen Crowder did not violate our terms of service. We are therefore demonetizing him anyway because we didn't like the things that he said on our platform. You know that social media, you know that big tech leans left, you know that all the instruments of influence in our culture lean overwhelmingly left. And that's why, by the way, when I say right of center engagement and left of center engagement, you might look at that chart and say, well, you can't say that the New York Times is a left-wing publication. You can't say that the Washington Post is a left-wing publication. You can't say that NBC and ABC and CBS are left-wing publications. These are mainstream publications. You're kidding yourself. Who, I'll just ask you, who is the prominent conservative voice at the New York Times? And before you say Brett Stevens, the one name you can come up with, I'll refine the question and be more specific. Who is the pro-Trump 
Republican voice at the New York Times. There ain't one, none. 4,500 employees at the New York Times, and we probably have more diversity of opinion among our staff of 115 over at the Daily Wire. We certainly have more pro and anti-Trump voices at the Daily Wire than they have at the New York Times, where they are just all anti-Trump voices. So yeah, the New York Times is a left-wing publication. The New York Times, who spent $3 million promoting the 1619 Project on Facebook to convince Americans and children in schools that America wasn't founded in 1776. It was founded when the first slave came to these shores in 1619. Uh, they're spending all that money so that the primary claim of Donald Trump that he's going to make America great again can be undermined by their very subversive claim that America was never great. Yes, the New York Times and the Washington Post, these are left-wing organizations. What they're really angry about is that conservatives do well in alternative media. And we do well in alternative media because it's the only media that we're allowed to even appear on in the first place. When you can't even get a job at the New York Times, what do you do? Well, you look for some other place where you might make your opinions heard. In the 80s, famously, conservatives went to the shittiest medium that there is, AM talk radio. And Rush Limbaugh built the biggest show, basically, that had ever existed for conservatives, unless you were under an overpass, in which case you couldn't hear it, because that's how bad the AM band actually is. And yet, what did the left say? Did they say, well, it's fair. I mean, we completely drove them out of print. We completely drove them out of television. We completely drove them out of Hollywood. We completely drove them out of FM. I guess it's okay if they have the worst thing possible, AM radio. No, no, they called for the government to regulate conservatives out of talk radio. They called for a so-called fairness doctrine to shut us up because even if the only place you could hear us was in your car listening to AM radio. Even that is too much. Of course, if there was an actual fairness doctrine, it would break up the New York Times and it would break up the Washington Post and it would break up NBC and ABC and CBS. But that's not, fairness isn't what it's about. Absolute suppression of conservative opinion is what it's about. So yeah, we do a little bit better on the internet because it's new, because we weren't allowed in the places that were old. And is it surprising that we do better than the New York Times on the internet? No. I mean, maybe it would be surprising if we did better selling newspapers than the New York Times. That's what the New York Times does. They were founded more than a century ago to stamp ink onto wood pulp to promulgate their stories. They just started thinking about the internet six minutes ago. So yeah, a company that was invented in the age of the internet, invented in the age of social media, does a little bit better on the internet and in social media. Not only that, we make stories for an internet audience. The New York Times writes 2,000 word think pieces on farm yields in central Iowa. I know when you're scrubbing through Facebook, looking at pictures of people's cats or liking pictures of people's kids or watching those cooking videos, and you come across a 2,000 word article on farm yields in central Iowa, you go, well, stop everything. Hold the fort. This is what I've been looking for in my Facebook experience. No. But when you come across a Daily Wire article, what do you find? You find that we took that 2,000 word story about farm yields in central Iowa, and we found the aspect of that story that might actually mean something to you. And we give you a headline that actually resonates with your experience. Food prices are about to go up. And we give you 250 or 300 words on how crop yields in central Iowa might actually affect you, the individual, which is the exact same thing that the nightly news used to do. 
The nightly news used to be, you know, a gray-haired guy came out and sat at a big desk, and he had read the 2,000-word article from the New York Times, too. And he knew that you didn't want to come home after a hard day's work and sit in your armchair and read that 2,000-word article. And so he said to you in 90 seconds or two minutes, in a deep voice, prices on food may go up. And he gave you 250 words. All we are is the modern version of what the nightly news used to be, which is taking the thing that's only read by some and making it available to all. And for that, we must be crushed. For that, uh, you're not supposed to believe anything we say. For that, you're supposed to believe that Mark Zuckerberg, in bed with Ben Shapiro, in bed with whoever it is that they're sleeping with in their giant Jewish conspiracy, uh, I don't know, that they are trying to make you into something you're not because they can't accept that you might possibly have an opinion different than theirs if you're not being brainwashed. They can't accept that you could possibly disagree with them based on your actual assessment of information. It must be that you've been lied to and brainwashed because you're not smart enough to make up your own mind, so you should never be exposed to a single opinion with which they disagree. And as for Mark Zuckerberg, I don't know Mark Zuckerberg. I don't know anything about Mark Zuckerberg. I imagine that Mark Zuckerberg is a guy who sees himself as the man who gave a voice to a billion people. And I imagine he would be shocked if he knew that conservatives see him as just another guy trying to take our voices away from us. So you know what, Mark? You got to make a decision, buddy. They already hate you because you haven't crushed us. You can try to make them happy and maybe be the richest man in the world and maybe be the most popular man in the world. Or you can be the most important man in the world. You can get out of our way. You can let free speech reign. You can let us do the thing that I imagine you created your platform for in the first place. You can let us just say what we believe. 